You're listening to 123 Yes Wrestling, the only podcast trying to bring the love back to professional wrestling. This week is the only episode 32 there will ever be, and we asked the question, what does WWE need to do to turn their product around? On top of that, we do Super Showdown Predictions. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can always join the conversation at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. But for now, enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to 123Yes Wrestling, where we are the only wrestling podcast that is going to try to bring and find some love back to professional wrestling. I am Chris, and as always, I'm joined by Corey and Ed. How are we doing, guys? Well, I'm doing just fine. Um, Ed, why don't you go ahead and say hi and kind of tell us where in the world are you? Man, I am jet flying, limousine riding. I am not. That is a lie. I was at work really late tonight, but I refused to miss this episode. So I am coming to you fine people live from the power of Bluetooth and 4G technology via the road. I'm on Cicero Avenue. I'm heading home, boys. <laughs> I can see the stoplights and the brake lights in his face on the Skype call. It's, it's going to be interesting. Now you sound like you're on a radio, so this will work. This will work. Oh, hey, man, geez. let's do this thing. All right, let, let's make this magic happen. Um, <laughs> magic. Actually, actually, you know what? Before we do get started, because I always start with the story. Um, so my son at the daycare, he has this thing on Fridays called show and share. It's kind of like show and tell. So, you know, and they have to bring something that starts with the letter that they've been working on that week. <clears throat> so the letter this week is you. Obviously, it's kind of a difficult, you know, letter to find something that, you know, it starts with. And obviously, me being the uh, the wrestling fan, I just instantly said Undertaker. But then I realized, I'm like, well, this is a daycare. And the only Undertaker figure he's got is this creepy vampire-ish one when WWE was making their monster versions. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, out of the blue, we were trying to come up with other names that start with a U. And then all of a sudden, he was like... Uncle Ed. And I'm like, well, by God, uncle does start with a U. And I look at him, I'm like, well, maybe you can bring him the show and share. And then all of a sudden, he follows it up. No kidding. I didn't prompt him on this. He was like, well, he probably costs a lot of money. And I'm like, well, how much do you think he's going to cost? And this is what he said. He said, um, probably $4,000. <laughs> You know Don't what? It. The kid has got good taste. He's got good taste to bring Uncle Ed, and my rate is $4,000. So, Corey, start paying up for show and tell. <laughs> I don't know how this kid comes up with this crap. I don't know. That warms my heart that he picked me. You know I would never charge four grand, Corey. If he wants me to come to show and tell, that's fine. I'll come to show and tell. <laughs> Yeah, and and those kids probably love you anyway. So I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that was my story. It just it was very random, and just I uh, was like, oh okay. And I, I told him I was like, I'm gonna tell Ed on the podcast about this story because he, you know, obviously my son knows about this podcast, and he's always asking me questions about it. <laughs> so there you go, Ed. That uh, is awesome. What a great story. Awesome. Well, on that note. And Uncle Ed, we're going to head into the Curtain Jerkers for the week of June 7th, which is the date of this episode. Uh, kind of had 
been a quiet week in wrestling, but then loud at the same time. Um, we do have a Sasha Banks update that we're going to start with this uh, this show. Apparently this week she flew out and had a meeting with Vinnie Mac himself up in New York. Um, supposedly there was good vibes coming out of that meeting, but then the other day she, she changed her Instagram name to Mercedes Vernado, which was her old ring name. She posted a picture on Instagram that says, once you open the cage, I bet I'll spread my wings. And another post that said, oh, hi, Mer Mercedes. I'm glad I found you again. So was this a good meeting or a bad meeting? <laughs> uh, you know, at some point, you'd figure that Vince is going to play back with all this AEW effect stuff, as I call it. I'm going to call this a good meeting. And I think... Vince is probably wanting to, you know, kind of get a little edgy with uh, with some characters right now. And maybe that's what you got to do with someone like Sasha Banks. Maybe, maybe we turn this and maybe she go, they go with this as a storyline. Um, you know, why not? Yeah, yeah I think it's also a work. I, I think this is a total work. I think that she had a good meeting with Vince. And I would love to see her literally show up to Raw, like completely out of Sasha Banks' character and, you know, try to even bring back a little bit of that kayfabe with a promo where she cuts talking about wanting to leave, not being able to leave. This is a ter perfect opportunity to turn some stuff into a storyline. So I'm thinking it's a work. That's my prediction. So I do agree with Corey on that. I, I definitely hope so. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing something different or new, new with her. Apparently, I read an interview today that Mick Foley gave where he said that WWE's plan for the third hour of Raw is to make it be more edgy and make it be take it back to the Attitude Era. And that's what Mick Foley was saying when he came up with the 24-7 title or when he debuted that and said the third hour is going to get more Raw. So, I mean, what better way than to, like I said, bring out Sasha and have her break character and have her throw, you know, a temper tantrum or have her issues right on camera. That'd be kind of cool to uh, see her use it as a storyline and make you wonder if it's real or not. And I actually think that's a good idea. Cause um, if you remember back in the attitude era, uh, Chris um, raw, actually they had, they actually had two different names. Like the first hour was called, I forgot Warzone. And then the second hour they did a cut. Yeah. I think the first one was raw and then raw is war. And then Raw, they did Raw's, the War Zone at one point. I think they did Raw's War and the War Zone. They they had a couple different names. But for the whole hour. purpose was they. I I think the the second hour, or whatever the nine to ten o'clock or whatever it was. I think that stuff was a little more adultish. So, um, if they're going with this idea with that third hour, I think it's kind of you know brilliant because I mean, at some point you got to start catering to the hardcore fans. Because I, I don't care what they they think. I understand that you're trying to, you know, uh, garner towards kids and everything. But there's still value in our age demographic. So if that's what they're doing, hey, great. Um, but obviously they're going to have to – there's got to be some kind of flexibility with the TV rating. Well, yeah, and you're going to hear some odd things out of my mouth for this episode. I've, I already can sense it. But one of them is AEW got 100,000 buys on Double or Nothing. 
that's a lot of pay-per-view buys. I mean, if you look at the last year of WWE pay-per-view buys, that's around where they were hovering, 125, 150K. That's how many pay-per-view buys they were getting. And AEW got 100 in their first shot out the bank, you know. So they they do have the audience and they do have the hardcore fans, 100,000 of them that were willing to drop 50 bucks or more on that pay-per-view. So that's a that's... WWE needs to cater to that and they need to be aware of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge success. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm still going to go in with a little bit of caution with that because it's like, okay, it's your first official pay-per-view. Of course, it's going to the arena is going to sell out. Of course, there's going to be a lot of hype. But what's going to happen down the road when, you know, we're, we're well past the first pay-per-view and now it's, you know... A year from now, two years from now, five years from now, it's like, are we going to see that continuation of people dropping that kind of money? Because I'll be honest with you, I I think it was too much. I think it was too much money, especially with the fact that you got WWE who's doing streaming. I think even UFC now is kind of moved into the streaming thing. It's like it seems like, like a lot of sports are starting to grab onto this idea that really Vince started. And it's this idea that, you know, you don't have to do pay-per-views. And I think pay-per-views, just like I think regular cable, is is dying. So, I don't know. I guess we're, we'll just see when they get to that weekly show if, you know, if it's really going to grab people's attention for length of time. Well, how do you feel about the the, the pay per view price if AEW only does four a year? I am good with it. In fact, I think two years from now they're going to double those numbers, double or nothing, baby. <laughs> that was that was what they said. They did a hundred. They did a hundred hundred thousand pay per view buys. That's insane for your In an era show. where people aren't buying pay-per-views. In an era, exactly. So for if they do it four times a year, hey, I will gladly pay sixty dollars. You know what? It is what it is. I'm going to get four grand from Corey's kid anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed, I think I like you more in the car. I think you're going to have to do these episodes in the car now. Um, so, but but here's. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I guess if they only do four, but let's be real. For all the money that um, Tony Khan is putting into this, does four pay-per-views a year and then their television deal, and then, of course, they'll do some live shows, it, it, is that enough? Uh, you know, Vince at one point was only doing, what, four a year? That changed. So it's like I, I don't see this four four year thing lasting long because at some point Tony Khan, I mean, they're not going to make money the first year. They're going to be in the negative because they're giving out all these crazy contracts, and right now they don't have a weekly television deal until late in the year. And then you know if you're only doing four pay per views, I mean, is it going to pop a uh, hundred thousand every time? I question that. I think if the quality gets better, they can totally do it. And keep in mind, too, they could easily jump into a streaming service of their own eventually, as long as they start building up enough content to make it worth it. I'd even say it might be a good idea to partner up with a lot of independent organizations that want to get their products on the Internet 
on a grand scale, and you could almost make AEW the app like the Netflix of pro wrestling that's not WWE. That's how I would approach it, and if they want to hire me, I am available at edvolved at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and uh, listeners, if you are ever annoyed with Ed or you want to send some hate mail, send it to that email address. <laughs> so please remember, down, write it down. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Now, I mean, and it just depends because NXT, they just got done doing their 25th show. They do five a year. And that's perfect. I don't need any more NXT takeover shows or pay-per-views. So, I mean, if you can follow with some solid TV and just do some big events, it's it's a it's a formula. So, see. But then, what's the numbers on NXT though? I I, I yeah. That's at, NXT, at some point. I go ahead. NXT. It's. I made the point from a product standpoint from a number standpoint no idea because there's no numbers on that no one's buying nxt takeovers are on hulu takeovers are on the network it's just i don't know who's what those numbers are and i don't think that's information that they're sharing as to who's watching it but the format if you just look at the nxt format now yeah you're right if that format if they're not making any money off nxt then yeah the format might not work but aew's got to try something it's just my like I said, and I'm not trying to be negative on this. For the record, I actually am a fan of AEW, but I'm trying to step away and look at it from a business standpoint. And if I'm a guy like Tony Khan and you're putting this, you know, I don't know how much how many millions of dollars he's put in already, but it's eventually you got to start making that back. You got to make it back, and the whole goal is you got to turn a profit. If you can't turn a profit, okay, yeah, it's great that all these people are getting these like best contracts of their life, but if there's no return, this guy's out, and then this product goes away, and Vince buys it up and just adds it to the network. But you know, Corey, sometimes you just got to do what's best for business. I mean, are we turning, are we turning a profit yet? No, and we're paying Mister Fitness. What, a couple grand every week? Apparently. We keep, bringing, we keep bringing him around, but you know what? The truth of the matter is, eventually it all works out, and you're right. they got to turn a profit. They're going to take the small sacrifice, and they're going to make it worth it in the end, just like we are at 123yeswrestling.com. <laughs> and I look forward to more of that. Um, so now we have a little bit more fallout from the John Moxley uh, podcast came out. And dropped. I'm improvising this one, guys. I wanted to know. It popped in my head. So we had the John Moxley interview, that podcast where he came out, and for depending on who you talk to, he completely buried WWE. Then you had a lot of people comparing it to Sasha Banks. So you have that comparing the situation of being upset creatively, being this. Now I've heard several different podcasts I listened to that made the point saying that people who aren't siding with Sasha Banks are sexist. And I was curious your guys' thoughts on the Dean comparing the Dean Ambrose Sasha Banks situation, and then because she's a woman, people are handling it differently or treating her differently than they are. Like everyone's praising Ambrose and condemning Sasha Banks for what people are assuming is the same situation. I was curious your thoughts on that. I. Uh... See, and this is the problem with with certain fans. I, I think certain wrestling fans are just they're conspiracy theory people, and they always got to find something. 
Um, these are two totally different situations. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I understand they're both wrestlers, but they, you know, this is two slightly different periods of time. Yes, they were both they were both in the company at the same time, but these two situations happened at different moments. And even um, John Moxley indicated this is you know something that's kind of spewed over a, a couple years, you know with frustration um goodness can we get past this whole male female thing i i just i feel like it's the easy go-to for excuses no it's just i mean a lot of people are judging just her her behavior supposedly at wrestlemania you know and, and how she handled dropping the title and then all of a sudden you go into this little fit and then you just basically refuse to show up to work I, I we don't know the details. We really yeah. don't know the backstage details. And regardless, in my opinion, the same situation. It's they're both they were both upset creatively, but they were both handling the situation completely different. Because Dean Ambrose now John Moxley is not under contract with WWE, so he can say and do whatever he wants. And he kept his head down, and he went through and got the weirdest send off any WWE super any leaving departing WWE superstar ever got. And Sasha Banks wants that but is trying to rush it, you know, and I don't think you can compare them either. But I heard a lot of that, and I was curious what you guys thought on that. You know what? Now that, you know, she's changed her Twitter handle, maybe the whole thing is a work, like I said earlier already on the call. Maybe the whole thing from Mania on was a work. God, I hope it is, because that would be the coolest thing to happen in a long time. I really want the Internet to be used in a kayfabe way, and that would be a perfect way to use the internet to just get all these people that have been talking all this crap about her, and then she shows up and she gets a huge push as Mercedes. Then he's like, holy, well, how far does this go and how far can we take it using the internet to get people all riled up for no reason? Vince, do it, man. I have still have faith in you. After last night, or uh, last week, I said it on our podcast. You created the Attitude Era. You created WWE. You still got some left in the tank. Figure it out figure it out well and that's the question that i was going to pose to you gentlemen just as we especially as we start hitting into wwe and the things that they have is what what does wwe need to do to turn the ship around you know so it's like those things that those are the type of storylines that they need to be putting together those are the types of things that they really need to be thinking about to really move stuff through which would be interesting to see if they're able to do that because now we're a couple weeks past double or nothing and they're not making the moves as we as we hit into the mid-card wrap-up here. We'll have that discussion. Let's hit the last of the curtain jerkers. Um, apparently, WWE has been working with the Saudi government for months to try to get a women's match on Super Showdown on Friday, which m- people might be watching and listening to us at the same time. And Natalia and Alexa Bliss are both were both on a plane heading out to Saudi Arabia. So we think that match might happen at Super Showdown, Alexa Bliss and Natalia. Do you think it's this show? Do you think it's next show? Do you think it's ever? Um, you know, oh no, I definitely think it's happening. Um, because I do think the ladies. I think it was Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss that were in a different, another country where they, they had a Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So, um, politically, I think this would be something huge for Saudi Arabia. Now, I, I'm going to say this now. I don't know much about the Saudi Arabia, the current state of the government and the rules and regulations for women over there. But 
I'm on the assumption that there's obviously a lot of restrictions. Um, but I think if Saudi Arabia, because especially, you know, they've been kind of controversial lately. I mean, this would certainly be a good PR move if, you know, they allow something like this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, know how their country looking for a PR move. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if how. Yeah, I don't know how the citizens of Saudi Arabia would react to that, because I don't know how they're conditioned to believe in terms of women's roles. I think I've when when they had the greatest Royal Rumble last year and WWE kind of got themselves in hot water because they showed a video package that had Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks in it. And the government was upset that the women were up on the screen. But then I saw on Twitter some fans that were in the arena. They were recording everybody cheering for the women and chanting for the women and doing that. So I think it's the people are ready for it. It's the government and it's kind of just the, that setup that doesn't seem like they're, uh, you know, not ready to make whatever transition. Like I said, I'm not 100% familiar with it either. It sounds like WWE has been trying for months to talk about that. So I'm not sure if they were going to be able to do it. I imagine it'll happen at some point, but yeah, it's when's the right time and uh, right show to do it. I mean, it would be really cool to see WWE push for that only because, you know, if you're going to be basically in bed with Saudi Arabia, who is very controversial right now, politically, at least try to help the cause, right? You can get, you know, some women wrestling, even if it means they got to cover up like they did in Abu Dhabi. That's progress, man. So I really hope this match happens. I hope we're pleasantly surprised that maybe we get a surprise women's match in uh, Jeddah. That would be incredible. That would make national news, too, no doubt. Yeah, I think it would be good. Hopefully, hopefully they do that. Um, we'll find out in mere minutes, depending on when you're listening to us. So we're ready to move on to the mid-card wrap-up, which starts every week with the sits and fits from Mr. Fitness. What in the world have I walked into? Good Lord. Ed's in a spaceship somewhere I don't even know. Probably doesn't even know how to get back. But I guess I'll try to get through this episode because clearly you all need me again. Hi, wannabe gym rats. Mr. Fitness here for the weekly sits and fits. Today... I have something super serious to talk about. Wyatt's gym. Yeah, that's right. You Morlocks need to stop the thoughts of WWE needing to improve their storylines. And you all need to start improving things like maybe your cholesterol, your weight. Good Lord, at least improve by getting up off your cell phone and actually doing some kind of moving around. And speaking of storylines... This Firefly Funhouse just keeps getting better. So I, Mr. Fitness, I am back on the WWE bandwagon. Sorry, AEW. All you're doing now is selling more t-shirts anyway. How exciting. Would somebody please give Ricochet or Cesaro a belt? I mean, all you fans are quick to complain, but where's your voice for these guys? I mean, every week. They're putting on top quality matches. What? Is it because they work for the corporation and not the t-shirt company that you won't speak up? Come on, fans. Know your quality wrestlers when you see them. The clock title continues its entertaining run. Elias gets pinned under the ring. There's victories at airports. There's even a match on an airplane while somebody was sleeping. This is actually not too bad. 
It just sucks that it's with a bunch of glorified jobbers. Would somebody please, for the love of fitness, tell me what the rules are for the Money in the Bank briefcase? Because I'm confused. First, they say you have a year to cash it in. Then Stephanie demands Brock to defend it. Then supposedly he was going to be defended on Monday. And then Brock says he's going to do it on Friday. I mean, what's going on here? Somebody, please help us out. Undertaker and Goldberg cut pretty decent promos, if I must say so, on each other. I wonder why. Oh, wait, I know. That's because they didn't have any stupid script to have to read off of. I wonder what made them change those rules. A-E-W. Now, if they can only learn how to manage their time so they wouldn't have to cut the Undertaker off right in the middle of his promo, they might be all right. Well, wannabe gym rats, that's Mr. Fitness's weekly sits and fits, reminding you, don't sit, just stay fit. All right. Made some good points there, Mr. Fitness. Worth a couple grand. So week three of the 24-7 clock title, Who? Uh, who's the champ now? I'm the champ. That's where I'm driving from. I'm driving from Jeddah right now with the, <laughs> the green belt in tow. They're chasing... I, I, you I, know, the the one... I, 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 gotta... I pinned Ginger Mahal. No, you know what, though? I, I'm actually, you know, we're, we're trying to bring some love here. I got to bring love to this. I'm actually entertained by it because they're trying to use the platform of social media with this title. I'm cool with that. That this That's a very modern day concept today. It's like kids are all about the social media. I Even the sixth graders I teach, I mean, they they watch most of their stuff. You know, through their phones and they have their, you know, their their social media and stuff. It's like, I mean, putting that stuff on TV is probably, you know, like I said, cable's dying anyway. So, I mean, this is pretty cool. And then it just happens randomly. You could be on your social media like earlier today. I hopped on my phone and all of a sudden I'm finding out this thing about the airport. And I'm like, what? And it happens at random times of the day. I'm. It's in in some ways it's even a little bit better than the hardcore title with how they did it. Well, it's easier. It's hard to compare those two because you obviously didn't have social media. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have a lot of that stuff to be able to really have fun with it. You were, you, they had fun with it on the show. Yeah. And I mean, but I'm, I'm, I just hope that people can look, can, let's get over the belt. Okay. We all agree. It's ugly. It's not a good design, but I mean, if I mean, but let's think about it, guys. The hardcore title was a destroyed wing eagled belt. So I think the purpose is it's supposed to look not so good. So enjoy. We'll get some good moments. Maybe our uh, truth to show up at the Firefly Funhouse because I think Bray Wyatt actually invited him. Yeah, the last the last one I saw was Jinder Mahal rolling up our truth outside of an airplane. So did they fight? Did someone fight on a plane? Did they do another yeah, one? Yeah. So so our truth. Um, did you get actually, it back? Yeah. So so Jinder Mahal came out of the the washroom that was in the airplane. And then he went to his seat, and then he went to rest, and he put his uh, blanket over his head. Well, then our truth came from the back of the plane and was sneaking up, and he he eventually got over to him, and then just got right on top of him. The referee was already walking with him, and then they. He pinned him, and then all of a sudden, you know, because he was very quiet at first until he went for the pin. 
And then it, it woke everybody up because all the wrestlers were on this plane. Well, obviously, you know, when he got all excited and raised his hands, all of a sudden the wrestlers woke up. Well, coincidentally, who were the wrestlers? All these people chasing the 24-7 title. So then all of a sudden they start running through the plane. And it's a it's a two-level plane. So R-Truth is running up the stairs and then running on the upper-level section, and all the wrestlers are chasing him and stuff. So it's a lot of the same stuff we've been seeing, you know, the last couple of weeks. Are they but playing Benny Hill music? <laughs> they should, right? If they add the Benny Hill music, they might get a fan out of me. Just saying. <laughs> that is something they should absolutely do. I think it's in the public domain. There shouldn't be any issue. They don't have to pay anybody to do it. Just do it. So wait a minute, Ed. So are you are you not not entertained by this twenty four seven title? You know what? What I will say is they're being consistent with it so far, and that's a that's a that is love. That is that is love. I still think it's a hideous belt, except for that luscious green strap. But other than that, um, you know, hey, they're staying consistent. And you know what? If we're not going to get beatbox Brock anymore, maybe I can have a little bit of fun with the uh, silly clock title. Uh, until they figure out how to ruin it. So. Yeah. Well, it gets cut for me, so it doesn't matter. The And that's what I was going to say. Do you even get a show? Like I, I, That's I, I what I was about to say. As, as we go into the Raw thing, I'm going to give you some numbers here. SmackDown this week, for everybody, had a total of 19 minutes and 53 seconds of wrestling. So a two-hour show has 19 minutes and 53 seconds of wrestling. <laughs> A wrestling show that could be problem number one as we think about ways that things that WWE needs to do to turn the ship around. The Hulu cut of Raw, so the Hulu cut of Raw that is 90 minutes, so they already condense it down, you know, from a three hour show to 90 minutes. 10 minutes of wrestling. I, I think I I texted you guys about, I, I asked you guys a question like how many matches were there or whatever. Um, yeah, that's definitely a red flag. Uh, I, and, and I was trying to justify it. I was trying to look for plausible reasons behind it. And one thing that really stuck in my head was, okay, well, let's see. How are they evolving the stories then? Because clearly, if you're not wrestling, you're just evolving stories. So some of them are moving along. Some of them, you know, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um, I'm definitely starting to feel like there's too much, like with this wild card rule, I, I am actually tired of Shane. Uh, I'm tired of Shane. It, it's kind of ruining the Shane Roman Reigns thing, uh, a little bit with being on the show on both shows, but yeah, this, uh, that... the wild card rule is literally just a rule. So Roman Reigns can be on both shows. And if you, that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. The problem is is they're doing the exact same Shane and Roman segments on both shows. So mm -hmm. you're literally seeing the same thing twice, and they really are treating SmackDown as Raw Jr. again, which is no good, especially going into Fox. You're going to already condition. They're going to spend all summer making people not care about SmackDown, and then they're going to move to Fox and go, okay, now we need you guys to care about SmackDown. We moved it to a different day and different network, but we haven't cared about this show since April. That's a dangerous move. I like the silence on that. Makes uh, me know well, that I'm right. <laughs> no, no, no. I was no, going to give. The thing is, right now, right now, I'm actually in the the McDonald's drive-through, and there is like 15 people. And it's like, guys, it's 
it's 9.58. No one listened to Mr. Fitness, by the way. They're all just going to get fat in the drive-thru. So. They all ran to the McDonald's. But to your point, though, Chris, I mean, what what, what else is there to be said? That's that's. I, I know we, during the text I said maybe we can justify it to building storylines for the Super Show house show. But no, come on. You can build good storylines without uh, compromising your wrestling. And that's – I'm sorry. that There's no defending that. You know, less than 20 minutes of wrestling. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, just even, even if you ignore the Hulu cut, you know, obviously they're always cutting stuff out of it, and that's the point of it. But SmackDown was 19 minutes. You know, I mean, it's like under 20 minutes for two hours. That's how much stuff did they? How much stuff could they have cut? How much stuff did they do on Raw already? How much? You know, yeah. these are things that they need to think about as yeah. we move on with Raw. And as Mr. Fitness uh, laid out, we had Stephanie was forcing Brock to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase. They WWE advertised it. Paul Heyman said it was going to happen between the eight and nine o'clock hour. And Brock didn't do it. He's he teased that it was going to be Friday. Friday. I'm going to cash in on Friday. So now, did he? Does he mean Friday Super Showdown, or does he mean the first SmackDown Friday? Well, I'll tell you right now, it is definitely not happening this Friday. Uh, he's trolling the fans. He's trolling the fl- fans. Um, right now, with him doing this Brock party thing and the fact that they got T-shirts out. And you know they're gonna sell the money in the bank briefcase replica with the with the you know the bot you know the bebop. Well, he didn't have that this week. They already got rid of it. They already got rid of it. He didn't well, have the beatbox or the mm-hmm. the Brock box this week. No, it, it's definitely not getting cashed in. It's definitely going to be. They, they can stretch this all the way to the fall. And I mean, who knows how many dates he's got you know on this new contract or whatever. But yeah, he's not. Hey, we've we've had Brock three weeks in a row. When was the last time I that really happened? Hope. I know, right? And that's the thing that really upset me is like, I hope that they're not abandoning this new character design on him because it's really cool. It got me back into him for the first time in a long time. So I really hope Corey, you're right. I don't want him to cash this. Now I want him to hold on to this thing for a year. I don't know if anybody ever has made it to where they had to cash it in like they were at the deadline, but that'd be really cool to see happen at this point, you know, like, and I don't know, like, and I said it jokingly a couple of weeks ago, but I think if he really wants to make people upset, just take months off at a, at a time when people just are like, wait, where's he at? Where's he at? And he shows up with his stupid beatbox and just <laughs> continues to troll people. I want to see that. So I hope they're not abandoning that idea after like a week or two that, cause that would be really silly. Yeah. 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 So then we had, uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre were announced as the first match for Stomping Grounds, which is WWE's next pay-per-view. So Roman and Drew are going to keep all of this going around in a never-ending circle, I guess. Huh? Are you guys pumped for that match? You're going uh, no. to pay $50 for Stomping Grounds? <laughs> no. I, well, and like I said, my big, my big issue is just coming back to it's just this is the storyline that is getting... Oh, you know, we're getting too much of it, and it just, just get it done with. Why, thing, did, why did they change the name of Backlash? Backlash is a great name for a pay-per-view. I don't know why they would have changed that one. I think they, I think it fell into just a cancellation thing, because uh, it got canceled because the Super Showdown was supposed to be in May, so then they moved up Money in the Bank from June to this, and then I think... Uh, 
Backlash was supposed to be like this weekend or next weekend, and so they needed to make some cuts. And I think it just probably they probably did a ticket sold thing and they just canceled it. But I think Stomping Grounds was always supposed to be a pay per view. They just they lost that having to move Super Showdown from May to June got in messed up their schedule. You know, I mean, if if Drew McIntyre's not going to win any of these matches, what's the point of them? And that's the issue because Roman's not losing. He's not losing. They're not going to do it to him. They're not ready to. Per, and like I said, we were talking quite a few months ago where I said Drew McIntyre was going to, I think I even said at one point that I thought he was going to win Money in the Bank this year. Now we're here and I, I feel like he's lost a, a ton of his momentum. I, I don't think he's going to get a title run. Nope, Baron Corbin's like, going to get it. Well, even with Baron Corbin, I don't even think they're going to pull the trigger on him. I hope they do. But in general, it feels like they're afraid to pull the trigger on anyone other than Roman. And that's getting real old. Like, you've got Rollins established. You've got AJ. You've got a few guys that are established. I get it. But these are all guys that are going to be gone, I would say, within the next five to ten years. So what's your backup plan right now? Who's next in line? I mean, I, I don't know who it is right now. I, I really don't have a clue. Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> no, no, because you know what? As soon as he goes to the main roster, they're going to put him on, like, 205 Live. Well, you know, no, supposedly, they've already, they're already bookmarking the next two NXT call-ups, and it's Baszler and Adam Cole. Yeah. So I, we might see them sooner rather than later. They might be after SummerSlam. Uh, then we had Rey Mysterio hand his title off to Samoa Joe because Rey's injured. Seems to be the... I find it weird because he actually got... He handed a title to another wrestler. Usually you just vacate the title and then WWE's got to do something to set up who's going to be crowned the new champion. But now suddenly you can just, uh, I, I guess, um, decide who to give the belt to. That I, I, was a little weird. Yeah, it... You know, I don't, I don't know what that feud was outside of it was supposed to be a, an idea, a platform to get Dominic Rey Mysterio's kid over, and they never really got out of the gate with that feud. And between Rey getting injured on his ankle, then now his shoulder, and I think Samoa Joe broke his nose. I mean, they just seem like they just injure each other within seconds. And Dominic is far from being ready. He still looks like a little kid. He's got to get in. I mean, it's like I know he can, you know, he's been able to do some wrestling moves. But when you look at him, he just looks like a a kid off the street, like someone that we went to high school with. And he's like, oh, well, I'll come and wrestle. It's like our buddy Tony. He just wanted to just get up and wrestle. It's like he he doesn't have his his body shape right (laughs) for it. And I'm just calling it out. I mean, his body's not ready for it. No, I think that uh, if anything, I, I wanted to see him get choked out. That was what I wanted to see. That's all I wanted from that feud. I've just been waiting That's for that kid really... to get choked out since Mania, and I still haven't seen yeah. it. No, and I just think they're just too scared to do it. But with Rey Mysterio, like, is it time for him to call it quits? I mean, this guy, he, he's gone, already gone through, like, how many knee surgeries? Came back, and I feel like he's been injured every other week since he came back. He can't handle the WWE schedule. He looked great on the indies and at All In and all of these things because he was wrestling when he wanted to. As soon as you sign a contract with WWE and you're doing house shows and you're wrestling every night and you're doing, he can't, you can't hang with that. That's why he had to leave because he was wrestling too much. Yeah, you can get in great shape and you can do a match even just once a week. You're in a lot better shape. But I mean, how often was he wrestling on the indies? How often was he doing shows? One every couple months. Anybody can right. keep up that schedule. You can't keep up WWE's schedule as you get older and have had that many surgeries. So, yeah, this is his last run. 
it should be ending relatively soon. Then we had Legends galore on Raw. We had Orton, Triple H, and Undertaker all cut probably what was, as Mr. Fitness also alluded to, unscripted probos because those guys don't work with scripts. How do we think that those went went the we are we pumped for triple h and orton and goldberg and undertaker and you can mix the smackdown interaction with that too if you want i actually you know the the triple h orton one i was a little skeptical at first but then it's like when they they did their their promo and stuff the one thing i i think we take for granted is just really how talented randy orton is and if you actually look at all the interviews from other wrestlers you know uh, I know Ray Mysterio gave Orton high praise. There's a lot of wrestlers that when they say who is one of the best wrestlers today, Orton's name gets brought up. And it's because he's, you know, he's not one of those guys that's going to, you know, do like a Young Bucks thing and do all the, the quick, high-flying, crazy stuff. He's Everything's calculated, and he paces things. And everything he does is is with, you know, like, they, I guess the term psychology. Um, he's, he's very aware of ring psychology and just won't do things just because there's it, it's got to have a legitimate reason behind it. And, you know, he can cut a promo. I mean, that's the thing. And and I hope Orton I'm thinking Orton really didn't have to you know have a, a scripted promo. And I hope this is a sign to WWE. Hey, guys. Maybe we'll just go back to giving them bullet points and see what happens. What is the, well, Ed, what you got on that before I ask a bigger question? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, I was very entertained by both promos. Um, I really loved the part where Randy, like, you know, Triple H was leaving the ring and Randy, like, basically said, hey, you know, Hunter, why, you know, next time, like, yeah, something along the lines of take your balls away from, Stephanie's purse, or I don't know, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, make make yeah. sure you bring your balls from Stephanie's purse for Jetta. Oh my God! And it's like that was beautiful. I got the whole crowd riled up. It got me riled up. So, like, and it's like it doesn't take too much to just get that kind of emotion from a promo. Same thing with Goldberg and Undertaker. Like, I'm at the point now where I still think it's going to be probably a train wreck, but like now I'm at least like intrigued by seeing like what they try to do to get this match over. So both promos were awesome. Now, now, what 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 are the current people missing? I mean, is it just promos? Like you watch those those four guys: Goldberg, Triple H, Orton, and uh, Undertaker. He said, "Who yeah. I missed?" You saw them all in the ring, and they seemed bigger than life. They seemed like characters. They seemed like stars. Can you see anybody on the current roster looking like that in ten or fifteen years to come back for a, a match for Saudi Arabia or to come back for a WrestleMania? Well. And, I mean, outside and, of Brock Lesnar, how how much younger Brock Lesnar and Cena can you go much past them and have a big star? It's like, I mean, it's all possible, but it's like it's really going to come down to we have to change the formula for for the promo for these newer guys. I mean, you know, and, and Chris, you could probably vouch more to this. It's kind of like an actor. It's like, I mean, you know, it's one thing if you're just reading off of lines. And then it's another thing when you're just really kind of just feeling the moment mm -hmm. and just feeding off of, you know, whether it's the crowd, whether it's the, the person that's talking back to you. I mean, I got to get props. Goldberg historically has never been a good promo. He had a little rough start because he always likes to embrace the crowd and 
do all that weird stuff. But once he got the promo going, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this. And, and his, his, the tone in his voice was real good. And he didn't go too fast. He took his time with it. Something that Undertaker always does. Um, Triple H is known to do, or, or, you know, all these, they take their time. They, they, they allow us to take in the, the, you know, chunks at a time, let us process it. And then they, they move it along. So it, it works very nicely. Now here's the other part though. And this is where it's not the new talent's fault. And I was just listening to Jericho's podcast with, um, Dustin Rhodes, WWE puts so much time restriction on promos. Oh, you got to get this done in, in two minutes. And if they do a promo, you know, now granted, I'm talking about pre-tape promos. But, um, and if it goes two, two minutes in like 15 seconds, they'll say, nope, you got to do it over. You got you to get it down to two minutes. But if a promo is good and it happens to go 2.30, okay, you fit it around the schedule. I, I think we have to give opportunities for the, the talent to be able to put the promo together, be allowed to, you know, enough time to, to deliver it, um, and then let them be them in the promo. Yeah, and I mean, Chris, just to go back to your question, um, you know, who will be those people 15 years from now getting called back? Um, if they don't change what they're doing, they're going to continue to have this kind of, I don't want, it's not a talent deficit, the talent's there, but it's definitely a star depth. They've got to create some stars. They just don't have enough right now, and they don't have anyone in the pipeline that just jumps out like, that's your next guy. Um, so they, they have I talent mean, that could. Right. Absolutely. The talent's there. The talent is there. Drew McIntyre, perfect example. He's got the look. He's good in the ring. He's good on the mic. But why isn't this guy, why doesn't this guy feel like he's going to be a star? But let's, they don't let him win. <laughs> but let's look at this. No, let's like really try to figure this out. What would the WWE's reason be be to not push these guys to star level? What's because the logic? Nobody's bigger than the brand. So the whole purpose is to make sure that nobody becomes bigger than the company. They don't want a John Cena. Or you turn. You don't, you don't want a rock. Them. You get a rock. You don't want a rock. You know. You get you get those people like that that get too big, and then more people want them, and then they lose all of their talent. So you keep everybody at a certain level, at a Roman Reigns level. But now, like I said, once you lose, I mean, we're very close to being done with Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I mean, all those Attitude Era guys that are hanging on there. How many more shows? How many more years do do most of them have? Undertaker's maybe got what five matches left in him that he could probably pull off. Triple H, I mean, how many more does he really have? He probably has easily, easily less than 10 at yeah. this point. Um, you know, between he, he does his WrestleMania and he does his Saudi Arabia show every year, and those are his two matches. So you give him another, you know, five, six matches, and he's done. So, I mean, you just don't have – they're not letting any of those people step up and be that big thing. WWE is kind of like the the circus. You know, it's like, or a big Broadway play. We have this big production and this big set that does all this cool stuff. And look, at we're the biggest and brightest and the loudest show. But we do the same show every night. And you just, you go to a WWE show and you know what you're going to get. And yeah, the matches are a little different. The stories are different, but they're still presenting the same product. And they're not 
in the Attitude Era days and, and a lot of these other wrestling organizations, they're trying to put on a show and they're trying to put on something, a spectacle that you haven't seen. And WWE just seems like they're just doing the same thing every night and not worried about building stars. So, Corey, do you think that will be a good strategy for them? Like not building the star and keeping the star of the basically the company. I, my personal opinion, no. Um, and and the thing is, I mean, okay, so you're making sure that no one superstar is bigger than the company, but then look at the flip side. Okay, so if they're not getting pushed, then they're going to be not satisfied and unhappy and then eventually when their contract's up they're just going to go somewhere else i i just don't see the point i mean it's but, like if they end up being a big star and then they end up going somewhere else okay the the cool thing is is that that's looked at wow that company created that so when you look at dwayne johnson everyone you know knows okay that was wb wwe created that and then look at and he exploded into this i i I don't see that as a bad thing. But then why haven't they done it? You know what I mean? It's like they did it with Cena. Outside of that, like I said, he's the last person that feels like a spectacle. You know, like I said, none of these people are coming back in 10, 15 years to work matches. Roman Reigns is going to come back unless something drastically changes. He's coming back to booze. No one's going to want to see him. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, like it's I said, just, it's, it's, it's just so, a thought. It's such a that's difficult... my opinion. That's just based on what I'm seeing of how they're creating talent and how they're using talent. They have this train, like we said, they have no shortage of talent. They have some of the best. They, I mean, they completely just gutted the indies and they took every big star. So it's like, oh, well, Dean Ambrose, you know, you want to leave. All right, well, we'll bring up Adam Cole. Adam Cole, oh, you're not happy. You want to leave. Okay, well, we'll bring up Matt Riddle. Oh, you I mean, they just have this endless supply. Like, where are the War Raiders? Or, or Viking Viking experience? They change. I haven't seen them since they debuted, but are, are they still even on TV? Where's Asuka? You know, I mean, there's, you have talent that the fans are behind that you're not putting on TV. Well, then, guys, like just to bring a little bit of love back because I think you know. Yeah, I know. It, sorry, I'm negative. Well, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you know, we have to understand this is the moment in time where rest, where WWE is now. Yeah, that does not mean that this is going to stay this way. And let's face it. Um, just to, you know, talk a little bit about love. I know this, we're, we're kind of going a little bit long here. NXT TakeOver, in my opinion, was the best show of the year. I had the most fun watching wrestling, watching NXT. And guess what? This is the brainchild of who will eventually be doing most of the creative in the company. So I honestly am optimistic about the future. Right now it doesn't seem that way, but I still am very optimistic about the future. And I still think that Vince McMahon may have a few tricks up his sleeve, too. But the future of WWE, I think, is going to be in a good place, no matter what. But hold on. Let's let's keep our excitement because, remember, we now have Wyatt's gym. We have Wyatt's gym. He is now promoting fitness. I think Mr. Fitness hasn't been this excited. How many emails have you sent to them wanting that shirt already? (laughs) <laughs> that's they I already know. put it they already they already put it on and here's the here's the best part they they're selling a t-shirt and a tank top well so. I'm, I'm sure that was in your cart immediately <laughs> 
With are they selling the the devil Vince McMahon puppet? No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> although I did find that hilarious. See, here's the thing. I think Vince is having total fun with this, and this is why I think the product is going to get okay. Because it's like he's going to feed off of this AEW stuff. Vince is not scared of competition, and that's right. what people got to realize. Everyone's saying like AEW is going to like totally take over. WWE like now they're they're treating it like he's he, they're going down now. There yeah, is no way WWE is a multi billion dollar company. You are a mosquito. You are a mosquito to them, and you're going to be a mosquito for many years. And that's Eric Bischoff said it. You know, like a lot of like people that know their stuff have said, "Hey guys, AEW is going to need some time to really establish themselves." Everyone's oh, yeah. just not. On the honeymoon stage right now, but let's wait until we get weekly programming, and then let's see how you're feeling, and let's see if we get a hundred thousand plus buying fifty dollar pay per views. I agree. So then over on SmackDown, really the only thing that was different from Raw was that Alexa Bliss, a Raw superstar, became the SmackDown Women's number one contender. So her, Alexa Bliss from Raw is going to fight Bailey from SmackDown for the SmackDown Women's title. I'm actually okay with this just because I've actually I've been waiting for Alexa Bliss to come back because I'm a fan. I, I'm a big fan. Um, she probably almost is like got the iconic status for me. Like she's almost on that level for me. So. Very excited. Um, I really liked uh, when she did her finisher on Charlotte, when Charlotte was doing the the figure eight. I actually thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to watch Alexa Bliss and Bailey. Hopefully Alexa Bliss can stay healthy and have yeah, more than hope. one match every three or four months. And her and Bailey, hopefully it's better than the squash match that they had the night after Mania. <laughs> hey, how yeah. about how the Iconics left that promo? Did you, Corey, did you see that? How they went, Iconic! And they like, tilted their back and left the camera at the same time yes. that was actually really funny that I, I i did crack up at that you know and seeing the thing and i know people with the iconics you either love them or hate them i get it but i mean you can't deny that they're an entertaining bunch and i think that's the other part that some fans got to realize and even sasha banks got to realize it you know you need your entertainers you need your i guess quote Mr. Fitnesses, people that are just, you know, it's a gimmick, it's it's entertaining, it's fun. Not everybody's got to be the serious wrestler. Absolutely. You guys have anything else about SmackDown or Raw? No, just um, keep watching, people. Keep watching. It's just another chapter. Exactly. That's that's my message, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was very optimistic after watching NXT. Yeah, was I upset, you know, the programming... I'm going to run SmackDown again. Kind of disheartening, but hey, as a wrestling fan, we got to stick with it, right? We can't give up on it. We got, and right now, I'm going to say it, we got, this is the best era of wrestling we may be going into. With AEW, with everything going on, WWE. New still, Japan. You know, New Japan. I mean, guys, we have so many different options. So, you know, even though we might be a little bit frustrated with the with the programming, we know it's going to change and it will get better. Oh, yeah. And I was excited. I watched I was able to watch the John Moxley Juice Robinson match from New, Jap- New Japan on Thursday, which match was awesome. If you guys have an opportunity to watch it, check. I haven't seen Dean Ambrose wrestle like that ever. 
and um, they just they beat the shit out of each I, other. And it was I just I, I saw the clip of him trying to uh, like he was on the ring apron. He had a, a chair and he tried to break through the table and the table wouldn't break. And he was like, like yeah. a little stunned by it or shocked. Yeah, they had some. Yeah, those New Japan tables are no joke. And the stuff that they did, both of them, both of them took bumps in that match. I mean, it, Moxley took bumps I've never saw Dean Ambrose take. So he definitely is in it, and he looked like he was having a blast. But that match was awesome. And he got added to the Dominion show this Sunday, which I was debating about ordering because I know uh, Jericho's going for New Japan's world title against uh, Okada. They got some big matches on that show. And like I said, it's yeah. a great time for wrestling, you know? So it's like I can catch, check out Impact's out there. I was thinking about doing their 30-day free trial of Impact Plus and checking out their show. Just why not? It's 30 days free. Watch some wrestling. See if it's worth it, you know? Is, is Japan, is that pay-per-view or is there streaming? Or where, where can it's you get both, that you stuff? Can, you can either, I know you can purchase the Dominion through uh, Fight TV. Okay. Or if you sign up for their streaming the new Japan world, you can watch it. I've been really, t- I've been really wanting to get like legitimately start watching Japan on a, on a regular yeah. basis. The biggest thing that you need to do if you sign up for new Japan world is you need to sign up. And this is for anybody who's interested. You want to sign up for a PayPal account if you don't have one, because you're doing tra- uh, foreign yeah, transactions. Tr- right. Right. So you want to have a PayPal account, but it's like eight ninety five or something a month. So I was right. thinking about signing. I signed up for it for wrestle kingdom. Mm-hmm. January, watch Wrestle Kingdom, watch the month. There was no other big events. Dropped it up. I was thinking about picking it up this summer for Dominion and the G1 once they start that up, because I'm sure Moxley would be in that. And just the way that they're putting together their product, they got some big names. So then you want to touch lightly on Super Showdown? Let's, let's just let's fly through it since we're at the end. We got Super Showdown. Everybody watching Super Showdown? I'll watch it. I will. No one. I just no. don't know when. I'm going to watch it. Isn't, uh, isn't it on the, at like what 2 o'clock 11 o'clock I don't even it's remember. like 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon so it'll probably be from like 2 to 6 I'll have to figure out a way to stay off my social media but we, they just announced for the pre-show for Super Showdown the Usos versus the Revival so we got them opening the show which I would imagine the Usos were going to pick up that Uso. win yeah. uh, then Lars versus the Lucha House Party oh, really? we know where that's going Really? Lucha House Party. Did you guys see that gif? They're going to have the big upset. Right. Did you see that gif of the, oh, God, what's that little dude's name from Lucha House Party? Uh, Kalisto. Did you see that bump that he took on uh, on main event? No, I didn't see main I'll event. See, I'll have to see if I can find it. I, I saw it on Twitter. Some dude, like, Kalisto is running, and he does, like, a, a dive through the middle ropes, and I forgot who he was fighting, but whoever did caught him in midair and just launches him into the, the barricade. And Kalisto literally goes from inside the ring to just bent over the barricade. Like, why that dude is taking bumps like that on main event? So if you want to watch main event, you probably see a sick Kalisto bump. Mm. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see that now, just based on that description alone. It was I watched yeah. I I watched it on a loop for like an honest to god probably about four minutes. I probably watched that little uh, dude do that at least fifty times because it just looked brutal. And I was like I said, why is he taking that on main event? And then we got uh, Strowman versus Lashley, and what I assume isn't an arm wrestling contest. Yeah, God, that would yeah, again. What what are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? Right. Really? Come on. So you protect Lashley or you protect Strowman? 
who's getting the win on that? Or Do that either just... of them need protection? They're both in the toilet right now. Apparently, Braun needs Someone... protection because that's why they made him walk away from the four-man elimination match last week because somebody, we wanted to protect just, Braun. Somebody just needs a win. One of them needs a win, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to Strowman. I think so, too. Um, is it, Can anybody but the Miz win the 50-man battle royal? I mean... Miz, Miz has to be the only person who can should win that thing, right? I think his dad's going to win. Could see that. Um, I'm tr- man, fifty people, and I'm trying to like think of names. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, they were talking that there might be some NXT people in there. You're not winning it for anything, so I don't know what you do. I'm assuming Titus O'Neil is going to fall oh. under the ring again. Yes, I'm totally for that. Can't imagine wait. set that up. He's gonna find a new way. He's gonna be like the he's he's now the Kofi Kingston. He's gonna find clever ways to the Kofi Kingston of botches. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he'll try <laughs> coming down from the ceiling like a blue blazer. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went too there. soon, I went, Ed. I went too there. soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been twenty years. Too soon. It's an hour <laughs> into the show. Nobody's gonna hear it. The. <laughs> Uh, Roman beats Shane, or do you think Shane? If anyone's going to beat Roman, it's going to be Shane, right? <sighs> if they if they do that, um, what are you going to do, Corey? Uh, hey, well, obviously hey, nothing. Hey, obviously hey. nothing, because I'm I'm just a, a a fan. I'm I'm not going to impact WWE in any way. I am less than a mosquito to them. I think, ladies and gentlemen, you heard him <laughs> say, "Fanboy like all of us." It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Shane maybe Shane does win. Maybe I think Shane, Shane's going to win. Yeah, maybe he wins. I don't know. But where does this end for Shane? Because it's like he's... We got to hear this best in the world stuff. And it's like... Fans already get in a frenzy about it because it's it's a CM Punk reference. But, I mean, when, when do you stop? When do you stop? He's He's not supposed to be a full-time... Hey, wrestler and now he's Shane's, on all the time shane is getting old guys and he's starting to act a lot like his dad taking that <laughs> spotlight all the time so maybe maybe this is just what we got to expect from now on you know he's having a midlife crisis is what he's having i don't know but should be interesting the triple h versus orton the uh, that's been brewing for 20 years it would be really nice I just, I would really like to see Orton win. I just, I would too. I, I don't know if it's gonna happen here though. I just don't, I don't see them doing it. Although I would really love to see a clever uh, RKO, like a pedigree into to. an RKO. Just something. I don't even know how. I mean, what else he could do? I mean, he's practically tried everything, but I certainly would be open. And would certainly enjoy seeing a, a new variation. They'll put on a solid match. I don't see them having any problem yeah. doing anything. Then we move into our title matches. We have Demon Balor versus Andrade, which I'm assuming Demon Balor wins. They're not going to. Yeah. Do- when are you ever going to make the Demon lose? Not going to make you ain't him lose gonna do it. Yeah, and you ain't going to do it at Super Showdown. No. Against so. Andrade, unfortunately. Uh, Kingston, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Is Dolph Ziggler, is his time now? No. <laughs> no. In fact, I'm impressed I mean, with the fact that... 
Kofi still has the belt because I really thought he was going to lose it by now. It would I think be kinda, need... it would be it would be a shocker if Ziggler won and Brock cashed in on Ziggler. I would yeah. be. That's not the story they're trying to tell, but it would be a good swerve. Yeah, if if Brock did anything with that WWE title, that would be interesting. And I can see, and I I really have this feeling that they are going to go that way with this. Uh, SmackDown moving to Friday. I think Brock's cashing in on that first SmackDown on that Friday on Fox. I mean, that's that's going to be how they're going to push it. I think it's going to come out of nowhere. I don't think they're going to advertise it. I don't. I, I just think it's going to be like all of a sudden Brock shows up and he's going to cash in at the end of that show and they're going off the air with people going, why didn't I watch this? <laughs> um, that's just my opinion, but who knows? As far as I'm aware, Brock Lesnar was booked for this show, and as far as I'm aware, unless he's shown up in the 50-man battle royal, he ain't there. So we assume he's going to show up during one of these title matches. Uh, we got Rollins versus Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin getting his is this his first universal title shot? Uh, I believe... I think he had a WWE yeah. title shot. I don't think he's had a universal yeah, so this is his first. I mean, he's not going to win it, but it's his he first could. attempt. If any of these titles are going to change, it's going to be that one. <laughs> you know no. they're not going to move anything. This is, a, this is a house show, a very expensive house show. It's not expensive. They're making money. Well, expensive very lucrative for, house show. Expensive for the Saudis. And then the match that Ed is the most excited about, Taker versus Goldberg. I think we lost Ed, but yeah, um, the train wreck of the match. Do you think they have a full match? No. I do. I think, they'll have, I think they'll have a full match. I don't think it'll be a good match, but I think it'll be a full no. match. Mm, no. No, if they're going to do this right, because, you know, Goldberg's last run was perfect. It was perfect. In fact, I would have been okay if he never came back into the ring. Um, no, you can't have these two guys. These guys are, they're both limited in different ways. And I, I think you got to follow the script. Um, how do you, well, how do you even write a script for this match? Like who goes over who, I mean, neither one of them need a win. I can't imagine, I can't imagine Taker. I can't imagine Goldberg jobbing to Taker. I can't imagine Taker taking a jackhammer. I can't imagine Goldberg giving a jackhammer to Undertaker. Like, I, I can't imagine any of these scenarios, and if any of them actually do come true, I'm going to be really nervous, because when he puts Undertaker up for a jackhammer, I'm going to be sitting there going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're bringing up very valid points here. Um, If I had the, the choice in it, I'd almost say, let uh, Goldberg take this one, because I think that would be more shocking. I, I do, I think it. I think it is going Undertaker's way. I, how he's going to get there, I don't know. Undertaker's taking a spear, though. I'll tell you that much. I was gonna say, the only way I think you do this match to make anybody care is you do exactly like they did with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series when, when Goldberg came back the first time. Short and sweet. And you just realistically, Taker should just take, he should eat a spear and he should lose. And that should just be, it should be a match. This match shouldn't be longer than two minutes. <laughs> I would almost say he takes a spear and then he sits right up. Yeah, I mean because and then and then boom and then he he choke slams and tombstone and that's they, the end of the story. That's probably more accurate of what's going to happen. So here's the thing guys, in an era where we are dealing with five-star matches and various promotions every week with false finishes and flips 
and all this choreography. I'm all for an eight minute match. Like I really am. If it's told the right way, a five to eight minute like squash or even just a quick match could actually be seen as like, wow, that was awesome. And I think, you know, they're old, but they might have that in them. So I'm going to remain optimistic. I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate your optimism and the fact that you have forgotten any lengthy match that Goldberg has ever had. So, <laughs> uh, ask William Regal. I remember seeing that one. That was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That one was when William Regal decided to shoot on Goldberg. If you haven't heard that story, you should definitely <laughs> ask us and we'll point you to the direction of someone to tell that story of Goldberg. William Regal making Goldberg earn the win. It's good, good stuff. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us on our... Hold on, Jim Rats. I'm cutting in. I have something super serious to talk about again. Ed has been eating for the last 25 minutes, and I'm insulted. He clearly did not pay attention to my promo when I was talking about why it's Jim. Ed, put down the silly fries and go find a dumbbell or something. Go do some squats. It's embarrassing. You know what's embarrassing, Mr. Fitness? Is being on a sales floor, not getting to eat any lunch. So that's why I'm eating at night. And speaking of dumbbells, you can lift your own dumbbell right out of one, two, three, yes, wrestling for all I had to say. I think Ed Jim. turned down uh, Fitness's promo to order his food. <laughs> I think he turned him down in the car. So he might not have heard you, man. So, Jim Rats, I'm going to close this off for these guys because they're losing it. I mean, Ed's eating like crazy. Chris sounds like a depressed weatherman in Chicago telling everybody that it's going to rain again. Corey, well, Corey's Corey. What are you going to do? You can't hate the guy. You just let him go. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 32 of 123 Yes Wrestling. They made it to 32. I don't know how. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contact us, Go to 123yeswrestling at gmail.com and send them a comment. Send them a, a question. Matter of fact, send them the hate. What, send a question to Ed asking him why in the world did he have to order food in the middle of the episode? Because it doesn't make sense. I thought he was a professional. But most importantly, thank you for watching. And we look forward to seeing you next week as I try to save episode 33 again. This is I, Mr. Fitness saying don't sit just stay fit um i'm out of chicken i'm out of is, chicken nuggets okay is, i'm out of it, chicken nuggets did did you really have to order food you knew he was going to start saying something i know i know all right well thanks for listening guys and we'll be back and we'll uh next week and we'll talk about the fallout from super showdown and everything else that happens in the world of professional wrestling and you know what we'll bring the love all yes, right we guys we'll, we'll talk to you next week have a great week, guys.